Well, today it's January 25th, and you're at the right place because you're listening to Born on This Day podcast. I'm Marco Timpano. And I'm Bill Antoniou. Bill, happy National Florida Day. Happy National Florida Day to you, Marco. Yep. January 25th recognizes the 27th state to join the United States, the Sunshine State. It's home to the oldest established city in the country, St. Augustine. I've been there. It's beautiful. Hmm. I miss Florida because I haven't been able to go to see my in-laws. Yeah. And it's I never a time of year to have National Florida Day because if the world hadn't fallen apart, I would be there right now because this is usually where I, when I go there with my friend. And where do you go in Florida when you go? Um, Indian Rocks Beach, so not okay. Tampa. Okay. Tampa's so beautiful. I love Tampa. I love I Naples. Miami. I mean... I could just take Miami. It's such a great city. I love Florida. Everything bad you can say about it is true, but that's part of why I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, if you were born today, they say that you are mysterious and always holding something in reserve, dreamy and introspective. You have a magnetism and a charm that's hard to describe. People born today have a profound sense of their destiny. Intelligent and gifted, they may feel like they're passed over by people who are less talented than them. And if you're born today, happy birthday to you. Yeah, and if you wrote all of these Zodiacs, chances are today was the day you were born, because that's something that someone would say about themselves. It's true. I'm mysterious and charming in a way that no one can describe. Well, that's definitely true of our birthday celebrants today, beginning with Mia Kirshner, who first came to critical notice with her performance as the exotic dancer who dons the costume of a Catholic schoolgirl in the Adam Agoyan genie winner Exotica in 1994. The following year, she appeared in the films Murder in the First and The Grass Harp. She co-starred with John Travolta in Mad City and in the teen movie spoof Not Another Teen Movie. She starred on the hit series The L Word from 2004 to 2009, then made appearances on The Vampire Diaries and Defiance, and recently was on episodes of Star Trek Discovery. She was born on this day in Toronto, Ontario in 1975, and as far as I know, she still lives in Toronto, Ontario, because she's the neighbor of a friend of mine. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Jennifer Lewis was dubbed a national treasure by TV Guide. And of course, of any publications, that's the one you need to listen to. Uh, currently starring as Ruby on Blackish, but her career goes back to her Broadway debut as Yubi in 1979. Is that right? Yubi? Mm-hmm. Uh, she played Effie in the workshop version of Dream Girls, but was recast. Oh man, what a shame that is. When the show went to Broadway, taking a job as one of Bette Midler's harlots and appearing with her throughout the 80s. Harlets. Harlets, sorry. Uh, she re- relocated to Los Angeles and made her film debut in Red Heat, later appeared in Sister Act, What's Love Got to Do With It, and on the series A Different World, and the Penny Marshall comedy The Preacher's Wife. She played Aunt Helen on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, later starring in Think Like a Man, Baggage Claim, and The Wedding Ringer. Or is it The Wedding Singer? Uh, Okay, thank you. She was born on this day in Kinlock, Missouri in 1957. I love Jennifer Lewis. She's great. She always comes across so classy. That's what I love about her. But also like vibrant and loud and memorable. I sound like Hollywood as she likes to call herself. I sound like my mother when I say shit like that. I can hear my mother saying that. Classy? Yeah. Yeah, Like, why am I saying that? What do I care how classy a person is? Because classy is important. That's why. Because we don't like trash. Uh, I guess. Mm -hmm. Your mom, like my mom is a hairdresser. They know that classy is a fine line. Yeah, it's true. They also know know that uh, the people who come in with the most money aren't the ones with the cleanest scalps. Hairdressers will tell you stories about what they know. people. Yeah. 
Most definitely. Yeah. Dinah Manoff saw the dark side of show business early, raised by her mother, Lee Grant, during the years that she struggled to get by after being blacklisted. Manoff made her own debut in the mid-70s, having her first prominent role in 1978, when she played Marty in the biggest hit musical movie of all time, Grease. That same year, she appeared on the season of the sitcom Soap, had a small role in the Oscar-winning Ordinary People, and co-starred in the film I Ought to Be in Pictures, recreating the stage role for which she had won a Tony Award two years earlier. In 1988, she played the role for which she is best known as quirky sister Carol on the hit sitcom Empty Nest, which she appeared on for the show's seven seasons. She later appeared on State of Grace, and having directed seven episodes of Empty Nest, went on to direct more television, including Sister Sister and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She was born on the stay in New York City in 1956. Anna Ortiz pursued a career in ballet and singing from a young age and attended University of the Arts in Philadelphia. She began her acting career in theater in the early 2000s, starred in the short-lived NBC sitcom Kirsten A. USA, and had recurring roles on Over There and Boston Legal. She garnered widespread attention for her role on Ugly Betty and starred in the films Labor Pains and Little Girl List. Then, from 2013 to 2016, she starred as Marisol Su- Suarez in the Lifetime television comedy drama series Devious Maids. This year, she joined the cast of Love Victor and provides a voice on the series Elena of Avalar. She was born on this day in Manhattan in 1971. Toby Hooper was an American director best known for his work in the horror genre. The British Film Institute cited Hooper as one of the most influential horror filmmakers of all time. His debut was Eggshells in 1969, but his international debut was a low-budget horror film called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which changed the face of horror films and independent cinema forever. He followed it with Eaten Alive, the miniseries Salem's Lot, The Fun House, and his biggest hit, Poltergeist, in 1982. Other films include Life Force, Invaders from Mars, and the sequel to Texas Chainsaw, directing his last film, Jin, in 2013, four years before his death at the age of 74. He was born on the stay in Austin, Texas, in 1943. Alicia Augello Cook goes by Alicia Keys, professionally, I should say. Uh, she's an American singer, singer-songwriter who is classically trained as a pianist. She began composing songs at the age of 12 and was signed at 15 years old by Columbia Records. But after disputes with the label, she signed with Arista and later released her album, Songs in, an, in A Minor. I love that album. She's so great on it. The album sold 16 million copies, included her first number one hit single, Fallen, and Keys won five Grammy Awards. She's released six albums since, and further songs hits include You Know My Name, You Don't Know My Name, If I Ain't Got You, and New York State of Mind. And to date, she has won 15 Grammy Awards. In 2008, she collaborated with Jack White on the James Bond theme, Another Way to Die, from the film Quantum of Solace. She made her acting debut in Smoking Aces or Smoking Aces and also appeared in The Nanny Diaries, The Secret Life of Bees, and as herself in Gem and the Holograms. She was born on this day in Manhattan in 1981 and is just super talented, Bill. Can you imagine having so many Grammys you can play a game of chess with them? <laughs> oh, man. It's amazing. That's yeah, pretty great. I keep on falling in love with you. I know I sound just like her. Okay. It's in and out of love. You forgot the out there. I I don't know that song very well. Okay. Okay. 
Olivier Assayas began as a scriptwriter, including the 1985 acclaimed film Rendezvous, on which he worked with frequent future collaborator Juliette Binoche. He made his directorial debut with Disorder in 1986, but had his first major international hit with Irma Vep. Then, ten years later, following it with the films, uh, then years later, excuse me, following it with the films Les Destinées Sentimentales, Demon Lover, Clean, the miniseries Carlos, and the acclaimed film Summer Hours. Most recently, he directed Nonfiction with Binoche and Wasp Network with Penelope Cruz. He's also the uh, life partner of director Mia Hansen-Love. He was born on this day in Paris, France in 1955. Stephen Chabowski is a filmmaker who wrote the screenplay for the film version of the Broadway Award winner Rent in 2015, then went on to direct an adaptation of the beloved teen novel The Perks of Being a Wallflower in 2012. He followed it with the family drama Wonder, starring Julia Roberts and Jacob Tremblay. Was that any good? That's with the kid that has a weird face, right? That's well, the he film. doesn't have a weird face, Marco, but oh. he does have a facial situation now. Okay. God, I hope you're never a teacher. Jesus. Um, it's okay. It's, uh, it has its moments, but it's, it's, it's pretty um, manipulative. I see. I think it would have been done better if it was called The Kid with the Face. Yeah. Uh, He's also set to direct uh, the film version of Dear Evan Hansen. Oh, I can't wait for that. Mm -hmm. He was born on this day in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 1970. He was born Christopher Papazoglu, but professionally went by Christopher Ryan. And he got his start on stage at the Glasgow Citizens Theatre before gaining fame in the UK for his role on the popular series, The Young Ones. He's best known now for his recurring guest spot on Absolutely Fabulous as Marshall, Edina's first husband and father of her perpetually absent son, Serge. He was born on this day in London, England in 1950. Is it, was he of Greek origins? Is that a Greek last name? Uh, it's, a, it's so Greek, Marco. It's like yeah. you're being doused in olive oil just hearing that name. Okay, it, fair enough. Very likely um, a Cypriot name. because yes, It looks Cypriot to me, yeah. yeah. And also pretty much everyone Greek in England is Cypriot. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mildred Dunnock originated the role of Linda Lohman in the Broadway production of Death of a Salesman, appearing opposite Lee J. Cobb for for 742 consecutive performances before then repeating the role on film and earning an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress. She continued to work in films, earning a second nomination for Baby Doll and appearing in Viva Zapata, Zapata. Uh, the remake of The Jazz Singer, Alfred Hitchcock's The Trouble with Harry, and with Elvis in Love Me Tender. She continued to work regularly until her final film, The Pickup Artist, in 1987, starring Molly Ringwald, then retired and died four years later at the age of 90. She was born on this day in Baltimore, Maryland, in 1901. Imagine doing 742 consecutive performances. What a gift that would be. Yeah, yeah. I remember the pickup artist because I was working as a um, as an usher at the theater or at the cinema at the time. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Whit Stillman's talky, intellectually stimulating films are few and far between, but have amassed him many devoted fans, beginning with his masterful, low-budget film, Metropolitan, in 1990, for which he was nominated for a Best Screenplay Oscar. He followed it with Barcelona, The Last Days of Disco, Damsels in Distress, and his adaptation of Jane Austen's short stories, Love and Friendship. He was born on this day in Washington, D.C. in 1952. Audrey Wells was also a filmmaker whose work radiated with intelligence and warmth, including her scripts for The Truth About Cats and Dogs, The Kid, and Shall We Dance, and the films she directed 
Guinevere with uh, Sarah Pauly, and Under the Tuscan Sun with Diane Lane. The film The Hate You Give was made from her screenplay and released the year she died of cancer at the young age of 58 in 2018. And her produced screenplay Over the Moon was released this year. She was born on this day in San Francisco, California in 1960. Wonderful talent. Uh, it's a very, uh, yeah. Uh, so sad. I mean, you know what's sad is is the things that we miss out because she died so young. I'm sure she had a lot more to give. She definitely did. She was really, really good. Tony Servillo has been a noted actor in Italian theater and film since the 70s, coming to international attention more recently with his collaborations with director Paolo Sorrentino, particularly the films Il Divo, The Consequences of Love, and the Oscar-winning The Great Beauty, La Grande Bellezza. He also starred in Matteo Garone's Gomorra, Dormant Beauty by Marco Bellocchio, and won the Best Actor Prize at Venice for the film The Girl by the Lake. He was born on this day in Afragola, is that how you say it? Yeah, Afragola, yeah. Afragola, Italy in 1959. Fragola means uh, strawberry in Italian, yeah. yeah. Are you a fan of this next celebrant, Bill? Uh, yes. When I was a teenager, I saw a film based on one of her books, and I started reading her when I was about 14 or 15. She was... Uh, one of the greatest writers ever, but I will allow you to tell us all about her, Marco. All right. Well, I don't know much about her other than that she's a big writer, but Virginia Woolf was born in 1882 in London, England. She was the she was an English writer considered one of the most important modernists in the 20th century of authors, and also as a pioneer in the use of stream of consciousness as a narrative device. Wolf was born into an affluent household in South Kensington, London, the seventh child in a blended family of eight. Wolf was an important part of London's literary and artistic society. In 1915, she published her first novel, The Voyage Out, and um, through her, she did that through her half-brother's publishing house, Gerald Duckworth and Company. Her best-known works include the novels Mrs. Dalloway, To the Lighthouse, and Orlando. She is also known for her essays, including A Room of One's Own, in which she wrote the much-quoted dictum, a woman must have money and a room of her own if she is to write fiction. Her works have been translated into more than 50 languages. A large body of literature is dedicated to her life and work, and she has been the subject of plays, novels, and films. Wolfe is commemorated today by statues and a building at the University of London. On the 28th of March, 1951, Wolf drowned herself by filling her overcoat pockets with stones and walking into the river Ouse near her home. Her body was not found until the 18th of April. Her husband buried her cremated remains beneath an elm tree in the garden of the monk's house in their home in Rodmill, Sussex. And wasn't she played by, um, by Nicole? Nicole. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she won an Oscar. She died in 41, not 51. Oh, did I say? I'm sorry. In 1941. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that film that Nicole Kidman was in there. That, uh... As we've already established, you are an idiot. So that's <laughs> why uh, it's definitely a favorite of mine. And it captures the uh, the in- wonderful qualities of Virginia Woolf's writing. The book, the book that The Hours is based on is a beautiful tribute to uh, her writing style and to her work. It's very good. And uh, I love her books. Um, Mrs. Dalloway is a huge favorite of mine. The film version of that is amazing. Orlando is great. That's a great film. So The Lighthouse is the first book that I studied when I went to uh, when I went back to university to do an English degree. So she she means a great deal to me. 
Well, listen, don't get me wrong. I think Nicole Kidman's nose did a great job in After Hours there. After or Hours. In the Hours, wow. whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good thing it's National Florida Day because we've got the Florida of hosts to uh, accompany me on this journey. Listen, I'll be happy to accept that trashy tribute, Bill. Um, <laughs> and tune in tomorrow for more Born on This Day. All right. See you then if I make it. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs>